I'm delighted to be joined by Martin Brehany from the Irish Independent. We chat to Martin this time every year, maybe a little bit later this year than uh, than normal, just to get a sense of his view on where we are in uh, Gaelic Games matters. And uh, let's just start, Martin, we talked off here just for a second, about the National Leagues, and let's deal with the hurling first, I suppose. There might be a little bit of bite in it this year in the sense that a new structure next year. Are you sensing any urgency or is uh, more of the same? Well, th- there's a, there seems to be a sense of urgency around it. I'm not sure that the Games are any more intense than they were in previous years, but I, I think the, the sort of the sentiment around it is more is more intense because it obviously is important to be in the, in the top three now. And once that uh, impression is given, it's, it's a good way of uh, increasing interest in it because there's, uh, no, there's no doubt about it. Teams will want to finish in the top three. So I'm not sure about the actual games themselves. They're probably uh, they were probably just as good last year, but it doesn't matter. It's anything that generates that that sense of competitive extra competitiveness is good. And I think we're, we're getting that there at the first two rounds. I'm certain that in a couple of years' time, there'll somebody talk about the fact that some of the kind of we'll loosely call the higher end tier two counties are really not getting enough competitive games can we revert to two groups of uh, five or six it, it, it goes around in circles doesn't really uh, well, I, I think I have it figured in front of it, but I, I did this over the years. I think we're on something like this could be 15 or 16 changes to the to the National Hurling League if we go back, say, 30 years or whatever, various ones. I mean, you remember, remember I, I think you were manager at the time, weren't you, in 97, was it when they didn't start until March? That's the, it. The National League. I remember it well, in fact, because we got beaten by Wexford in uh, in Croft Park in the Leinster Championship. We had to travel to Cork in the National League match, which we won. Yeah. Then we had to go back and play a match in the, the first year of the knockout again, uh, Galway and Thurles, and we lost to Clare in the semi-final. Then we had to go back and play Limerick in a, a league semi-final. So I don't have any huge fondness for that period. Of yeah, I, yeah if, but it was it just started, I think it started, I would believe, on the second Sunday in March. And I remember being at a match in, I think it was at Den Roy, Galway and Clare, and that was the time Clare were probably beaten up. 96, but the place was sobbing and it was it was a hot summer Sunday and, and some ways it was great but it was for one season only because delaying the semi-finals and finals after the uh, after the teams were out of the championship did, didn't work. On the other hand of course Nicky, here's the thing I mean and again going back to your playing days and uh, more so I suppose on your managing days but all the talk was about winter hurling then and we didn't want it and all of that and the leagues had to be heavy grounds and I know grounds are a lot better now than they were then but there's still an awful lot being jammed in in a very short space of time like we're two rounds gone already in the, in the hurling league and uh, you know it's it's been jammed in very tightly I know that's another another debate about the season but in hurling in particular still not all that seasonable for hurling let me tell you forever about the grounds are good but the, the temperatures aren't always no not great and uh, we have yeah. to think of the the lads involved in uh, competitions like Fitzgibbon as well of no secrets and on the football side which was finished uh, last night now uh, unfortunately when we're wherever we are in the league the Westmeats and the Antrims and possibly the Dublins they're still kind of coming at the very end of the row and they're not really making the sort of progress to challenge the bigger guys so maybe playing them Westmead did okay again Limerick but, but really it's tough for them guys isn't it I mean and, and like that glass ceiling just doesn't seem to be it's not for cracking is it I mean like as you say Westmead did well against Limerick last Sunday but like they were absolutely humiliated by Gaul with the previous yeah. week and that's not good I don't know what is the solution here because those teams they're at the top end of one section if you like but they cannot with any degree of, of consistency just break through and at the other at the, at the higher end it's been, those have, I suppose been that way for long long many many years and I don't know is there an answer 
it is difficult though because we know already now you have a fair idea who will finish in the bottom two in both sections yeah. and uh, not sure does, does it do a team which good to be getting as a sort of hammering that Westmead got against Galway the previous week What are you making of the discussion on the Lord here again uh, we had Peter Fortune from Loud to us Kenny Connections of course talking on the Sunday game I mean that whole debate about the five teams that were going to be excluded from the National Leagues and there was a Ferrari about it where do you see all that going because I mean this is a repeat of times past that I can remember Yeah Again, you see, in some ways, that could be a valid argument put forward that perhaps the money was spent on coaching or whatever, it might be better. But the way it was done, didn't you, you knew well that it was going to get people's back up straight away. And also, I think the county flag, the county team, it's still, there's something about, right? I don't think that's the answer, cutting back, taking teams out of the county game. I mean, there's a whole debate and discussion that, my God, it's been going on a long time, as you well know, uh, about counties in the in the uh, and I, I I always refuse Nicky to call them the weaker counties like on the lower rank counties yeah. I think there's, there's a stigma sort of a weaker but county Martin, But Martin one of the things that's certain is I know my God knows I know this too well money is not the issue because there's been absolutely millions pumped into the game at all levels Yeah absolutely and again the issue in many in many counties is, and particularly there, say, if you draw a line from, say, Dublin to Galway, the issue north of that is that they're, they're essentially football-dominated. That's as simple it. as that, county board, and there's lip service paid to it. And there, But there are counties where a lot of people in authority would burn every hurl if they could. And, and that's that's I'm afraid, that's just the way it is. And, and it's very difficult to get around that. If money was the issue, as you say, it would have been solved or improved a long time ago. Yeah, I think... I don't honestly know. I mean, you, you go back, Nicky, to your hurry and crisis, 19, was it? Uh, remember in the up and... Oh, uh, I do remember it. Right. And, 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 you know, well, it, it got a reaction at the time, and actually that was, I think, it served a good purpose. But it, 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 a lot of the issues that were, were discussed then, they're still there, I'm afraid, all these years later, 30 years later, you know? Absolutely. Well, your background in Galway would have been Gaelic football, and we won't dwell on it too much here, other than to say that it's a game that's difficult to watch at the moment. Yeah, virtually impossible, and the more people I meet, uh, uh, you know, you're, that's what you're getting, that's what you're hearing. And, and I think that, you know, the G, we've got to be careful here on the basis of that the crowds are good. The crowds are good, there's a tribal loyalty to it that you're, you follow your your county or whatever, and particularly with all the game friends in the summertime, they've become events, and that's great, fantastic to see that. But how many neutrals actually go to a game, I wonder? Would you just bother going to it now? I mean, I, don't, I met Willie Bryan there, the great hockey midfielder there, just before Christmas at a function, and I keep saying he, he can't, he just finds it hard to watch. He says, I watch the first half of the game, he says, to see if it's any better than the previous one, and very often it's not. And, you know, I was talking to Larry Tompkins last, only last week, and he said, it I just couldn't play this game. Now we've got Aaron Kernan saying the same thing, when he retired at 38 and 39 the club saying that he wasn't enjoying it for the last number of years so I, I always said we need to be that side of it needs to be looked at in detail not yeah. just and not just I mean, bringing in the mark which I thought means absolutely nothing I think it's there's no purpose no it doesn't but really I, I think Charles Borden's though will probably make some effort to do something about it yeah, well, and I hope he does. But I hope he does. But I hope and I hope it's evidence-driven and, and data-driven, really, as well. In terms of, like, I know John Tobin did a lot of work on that and to, to actually show, you know, the, the sure. amount of time, the, 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 how long it takes to get the ball up the field. I, I again, I, again, it's tricky because you've got to be very careful that you don't introduce some rule that has a that backfires or That's whatever. Right. But, That's- the entertainment level, the, the needle isn't great at the moment, and I'm afraid, you know, that's got to be addressed because at the end of it all, it is about, it is about entertainment too. Absolutely. What did you make of the split season? Uh, it looks like it's here to stay, and that's we have just got on with it now. Yes, Nicky, but uh, 
we only have a few minutes to, to, to talk about this. I think it's an absolute disaster. Yeah. I think it's, it, it, it's squeezing the squeezing everything so tightly. I mean, we had Wexford, Keith Rogers were making the point last week, they played five games, I think, in 27 days. Like, we're squeezing, 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 and we're finished in July. There's no sense of the all Ireland finals, Nicky, in, anymore. And I know that might sound traditional, but there's nothing wrong with tradition sometimes either. Squeezing everything so tightly. It, it, to me, you can say, well, it's worked it's for the clubs, but how many clubs started their club championships this year? And, and, and a lot of them didn't start until August. I think Tyrone didn't start in September. Now, I That's know right. they run a different yeah. system, but the league, but a lot of them didn't. So I just think you've got to be conscious of the promotional value of it. At a time, you have the Olympic Games this year, you have World Cups, European Championships, Olympics, all of this sort of thing causing up. We, I know we're a little island of the periphery of Europe. We've got to be aware of what's, what's, what's out there and try and promote and maintain and highlight our own games for as long as possible and in, it, it, the old system wasn't working either obviously but I'm not sure I, I call this policy by pandemic I have to say because it, it came in as a result of COVID True. and uh, we, we stuck with it I think this thing of oh, well, it's here to stay which seems to be the mantra I, I, I suspect Nicky that if, if hopefully if we're both alive and well in five years time we'll be back playing on Ireland finals well into the middle of August Well look at, I have a lot of sympathy with what you're saying anyway the big uh, chat at the recent times inter-county team costs heading uh, in the region of 40 million Martin you've seen this come up from probably 50 15 million not that very long ago it's gone totally out of proportion now and it's a crisis crisis is the, absolutely when you see two two coach laws arriving <laughs> match days now forget about the, the number of players aboard about the players but now there's so much back up and here's the thing Nicky that I find curious how many people in any county know exactly who got what in terms of payments I mean I mean this I mean legitimate payments for yeah. professional services I know what you or whatever. Mean, yeah. a small handful only a small handful. I think if people knew what's going on, the extent of people being paid. And also, if you think that the cross-movement of coaches and managers at the moment, I mean, you have people driving enormous distances. I mean, fellas coming from Tyrone to Kerry and to Kerry back up to Armagh and Galway to Cork and Cork to Galway. What's going on here? And it's all driving the cost through the roof. And then you have the club manager scene, you know, which has been fairly lucrative for a long time. And in fairness, Nicky, you and you, Dan, all of the presidents, everybody doing their very best to sort of keep control or get control, but nothing you can do if the, if the people charged with it, i.e. the people in, top people in clubs and counties, if they're the ones who are actually uh, facilitating all of this, there's little enough that Crow Park or anybody else at top level can do. Yes, and if this whole integration programme is to develop, now we're going to hear a lot more, I think, probably at Congress about where it might be some sort of a timeline, but that's thrown up lots of potential headaches for the G as well, because the in terms of the organisation with any resources it certainly isn't the Camogie and the LGFA Well you see the key again there's a, there's a lovely fuzzy warm feeling about this integration and it's a great idea but nobody has addressed or they haven't had it mentioned anywhere yet the real practicalities of the money if it's costing 50 million or up, or, well, sorry 40 million to, to train hurling and football teams if you add in Camogie, Camogie and, and ladies football if they, if, they were, if they were to get the same and if that's to be the same then you're up to 80 million now if, you have, if you're to have equality that's what they have to get unless of course, that there's cutbacks on the other side. Something has to give here because there is no way in hell that that, that sort of money can be spent on teams. It's just, it just ain't there. So I, I don't know whether how, how all the warm feeling about it and the great idea, and it is, but the, the practical, the hard facts of life, i.e. the finances will have to, uh, there'll be a lot of adjustments and a lot of it will come. I don't know whether GA players realise that or not. Whether the, I mean, the GPA last year were back to the campaign for, for, for um, the, the, the ladies were... They, they, they had their own issues last year 
and that's all very fine. That that sounds that's perfectly valid. But does anybody says well what happens? Something has to give, and therefore clearly county hurling football teams won't have as much. The ladies football and and camogie are to get the same, and they're entitled to one under integration, but it hasn't been addressed yet. And uh, I think this will be much trickier down the road. I think you're absolutely dead right. I think there's a long journey to go here, and I think it has been painted as too much of an easy job at this stage. But more will follow. Martin, the whole issue of GA Stadia is still very much in the fore there. The Tom Ryan talked about over the next number of years, 200 million being spent on Stadia. Now, we, we know the rationale behind that because Stadia has to be upgraded and things like that. But unfortunately, the the elephant in the room is we have too many of them out there. We do, but they're there. I mean, we're not going to, there's none of them going to be, who's going to, who's, there'll be no bulldozers in there. Who's going to tell anybody, Kilkenny or uh, Galway or whatever, that uh, you, you don't, you, you, you can't have a stadium? That's the, the, but you're right, you're right, and a lot of them, a lot of them aren't all that comfortable. I mean, you take Limerick for instance, capacity fifty thousand. I think the sand only holds about eleven or twelve thousand. So in this day and age, that thirty-eight thousand people are out and they don't even have cover. So I look at it, there were a lot of mistakes made, in the, and I mean the idea of Munster having four stadiums as it was with what, what capacity of two hundred thousand between them doesn't make sense. But again. I suppose the Cork, Parky Cleave highlighted it when it ran so much over budget and caused all the knock-on effects of that. But it is an issue. That, 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 there are too many of them, there's no doubt about that. But every county, as you know, is an independent republic and they all want their own. Now, some of them, there are, there are a lot of fine stadiums. It's like Nolan Park is a good example, for instance, in fairness. It's, it's big enough to cater for a lot of major events, but it's, it's comfortable. And it's, but there's a, there are a lot of them that aren't comfortable and are, are unnecessary in that they don't have and never will have a need for the capacity that, that for the, they have capacity but they don't have comfort Yeah it's interesting to hear Tom Ryan talking about the notion now that stadiums could be used for kind of anything more or less forget this notion of rugby and soccer in stadiums if they want them and if it makes sense and if the pitch is available give it to, give it to them we've seen in Cork we've had two big rugby inter- games for Munster and they had a soccer match down there I mean back in 2005 when the whole opening of Croke Park was uh, was being debated doubt if anyone ever foresaw that Cork would be the first ground outside uh, maybe Croke Park that would ho- host all these games Well, <laughs> well if you go back at, at this very time of the year, back back in the day where all that was going on, and you know there was the anger would be far but far with us. The sun wouldn't get up the following day if rugby or soccer would have hit the crop park, and we, we all know how that worked Absolutely. out. What was it, twenty-six million over four years? I think it was. That, 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 That's right. Uh, that, and, and, and the first that money was ring fenced and, and uh, you know didn't go into general expenditure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, even you look at Galway, for instance. I mean, there's a massive upscaling or. or uh, redevelopment job being done on the sports ground and you know you wonder how necessary was that or is that when you have a stadium with a capacity of 34,000 which is never it's really Galway v May on a Connor final is about the only time you ever get that crowd in there so it's lying idle not idle but lying on not capacity not fully utilised and yet all this money going into the to the, to the sports ground so there's no joined up thinking I'm afraid stadium wise hasn't, 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 hasn't No but I think the, the issue in the future will be that any government support may be contingent on it and look and I think they uh, the whole notion of loaning your field as it were or renting your field for a couple of matches a year if it works out that way I think that there's no issue with that anymore and neither should there no, be No absolutely I, think, I don't think there is but I'll tell you one thing that I, I do find a little bit a bit disturbing in a way is this this notion that all sorts of conditions be attached to, to government funding and I, I'll give you an example of it it, I mean, it's been noted on, on quite a lot in recent times over um, the, the GAGO. Uh, the GAGO, yeah. Yeah, and all of this, everything is free to air, we want all free to air, and suggestions that have been, and senior politicians, and many of them, saying, well, let's tie that into into the, the government or into the grants we get. 
I don't think sporting organisations can allow that to happen. Yes, they have to account for, for the money they get from the state, but they can't allow politicians to start dictating uh, issues like that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I, it's, I, to me, it's a worrying trend and it's been growing up. It's been going for, for quite, it's been, it's been increasing for quite some time. And it, it certainly was, was used, as you, you, as you know, to, with a stick over the, the GA go thing. To which, by the way, I always, I had this debate on some local radio recently with a politician and I pointed out to him that, well, what about the lads and, or the lads and girls and everybody else in Carlow or uh, Longford who never, ever, well, I won't say never, ever, very rarely see their team on pay-per-view, or sorry, on uh, free-to-air or TV or whatever. They never see them. So if the ones for GA go, they'd never see their county team on television at all. So I think there's a lot of hypocrisy going on there and a lot of showboating and a lot of parish pump stuff going on from a lot of senior politicians as well because the GA have to be left to make up their own there's nothing wrong with making money but at the moment it would appear to be that uh, we want everything for nothing absolutely if you go to to, uh, your your concert or whatever you have to you have to pay up you know what it is I think there is entertainment being provided so why if you go to a game you have to pay so so, uh, I don't see anything wrong with having to pay a little bit at home and finally Martin just to wrap up who's going to win the All-Ireland in your view this year hurling let's start with the hurling force is it Limerick's five in a row as it's certainly looking like at this point in time but who knows it is. I mean, I, I, it is. But we, we, there's no point that you know, But you know, if Kilkenny's five in a row going into 2010 and uh, events, dear boy, and we all know what the, Henry getting the uh, getting injured and equally importantly, in my view, Brian Hogan who missed that All Ireland final. I can always feel that all those goals that were scored that day, a lot of them came down the middle there where Brian Hogan was so effective. So you never know. I mean, it, it, like they looked, Kilkenny looked to be, well, I wouldn't say a shoe one, but uh, certainly very, very co- comfortably heading into the latter stages of that championship and then events took over and uh, that was the end of the fight in a row. So it could be the same with Limerick. They seem to be ahead, but in a situation like that, everybody looks to be ahead until they aren't. Until they're, and they know that's, that's until they're caught. So, yeah, it is looking like Limerick, but there are others. There are there's there Kilkenny. I think there's there's Galway in a certain day. There's Tip improving, so uh, maybe even Cork. So yeah, let's put this. I wouldn't be betting. I wouldn't be putting any money on, on Limerick either on the on the basis that you know it'll be very hard achieved, and you never know what events will, will transpire. On the football side, I still think Dublin are probably the ones. Right, really do. I think without take out David Clifford, and, and that's a very very ordinary team. Now he's an exceptional one, possibly the best we've ever seen. But without him, they're very ordinary, and I don't think there's any. Anybody else? I'd still say I think think it'll be. I think Dublin will, will win the football again. What about poor Galway? I think. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, last year was disappointing on the football. Last year was disappointing on the hurling too. Let it be said, but the, the football didn't kick on at all. They're as good as any on their day, but the trouble is on their day isn't often enough. That's the problem. Same with the hurlers. I mean, I, I just, I just don't can't quite figure out how the county has produced so much outstanding club hurling, so much outstanding underage hurling, and not, 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 not coming through at senior level. And if you look at it, how many big names have come through and see on, on that senior team over the last four or five years? Not really, not, not game changers, as you'd say. So I'm afraid it'll be. It's, it's. I, I can't see them winning the All Ireland. Okay, look, Martin, lovely to chat, and we'll meet up at a game very soon. I've no doubt. Thanks for taking your time.